You're listening to a Natural Products Insider Podcast. With Connor Lovejoy, Assistant Editor. Brought to you by Supply Side West, October 15th through the 19th in Las Vegas. Hello there, everybody. My name is Connor, and welcome to a Supply Side West edition of our Natural Products Insider podcast. And I am here with Tom Vierheil. Thanks, Connor. Great to be here. Tom is the Vice President of Strategic Insights uh, North America at Anova Market Insights. Uh, he has more than 20 years of experience in new consumer packaged goods and analysis. And he is also going to be uh, presenting at the Colors and Flavors Superheroes of Product Success Workshop uh, at Supply Side West on Thursday, October 17th in Las Vegas. And uh, I'm incredibly excited to work with him and uh, have the opportunity. And I think we should definitely uh, just jump right in with the first bullet point here, which is uh, what are some trends that you're seeing in natural colors and flavors, Tom? Yeah, thanks for that question, Connor. That's a great question, you know, what kind of trends we're seeing in the marketplace. Um, With regard to natural colors, uh, a lot of companies are experimenting with natural colors, but uh, I think one thing that uh, makes the category a little bit challenging to kind of, uh, you know, put a finger on and identify what's going on is that very few companies uh, really get out there and articulate that they're using natural colors. It tends to be something that uh, may appear on an ingredient label, uh, and uh, companies are are not so uh, much inclined to uh, really get out there and and focus on the fact they're using natural colors. There are some exceptions. Uh, One area we're seeing quite a bit of activity now is in uh, beverages, especially uh, some of the uh, seltzer-type beverages, Uh, the the, uh, sparkling waters, for instance, uh, if you're looking at some brands that uh, kind of going in a natural flavor direction. It would include new brands like uh, uh, PepsiCo's Bubbly brand. That would be a pretty good one for natural colors. Mm-hmm. Or as uh, natural flavors are concerned, uh, uh, there's uh, quite a bit of activity there where companies are kind of uh, taking a closer look at botanical-type uh, ingredients and botanical-type of flavors. And, and uh one thing uh, that's driving this interest is companies are looking for ways to cut down on sugar contents, uh, and that has uh, fed interest in flavor profiles that uh, tend to be uh, drier and less sweet. Uh, things like uh, uh, sour flavors, for instance, would be a natural one, but also uh, certain types of botanical ingredients that may have um, Kind of a interesting taste profiles, uh, things like basil, for instance, lemongrass would be another one. Uh, ginger has been uh, trending pretty well, uh, and uh, so on. So those are a few flavor trends that we're seeing. Uh, some trends we're seeing in natural colors and flavors. Wow, very very insightful, very very interesting. I'm sure you know consumers are the ones that are playing a big part in in dictating, not dictating, but uh, influencing some of the trends for natural colors and flavors. Uh, that we're seeing, which kind of segues into my next uh, bullet point here. Uh, How has consumer demand for ingredient transparency changed the natural colors and flavors industry? If so, uh, how? Well, this is kind of a tricky one because uh, we've seen a real revolution in in food innovation over the past probably five to ten years where companies are really 
have jumped on the uh, clean label bandwagon. Consumers uh, are buying into the concept, even though they really didn't know what clean label meant until fairly recently when there's been kind of a consensus around topics like organic and lack of artificial flavors and colors and things like that. I, I think uh, one, uh, one, one thing that's kind of interesting about this is if you look at some of the survey data that's coming back from consumers, uh, they're telling us uh, some things. They're telling us a lot of things. Uh, a majority of U.S. consumers, uh, almost 56% of U.S. consumers, according to a, a 2019 uh, survey from Innova Market Insights, say that they want to avoid artificial colors. That's certainly feeding interest in natural colors and, by extension, uh, other types of natural ingredients. But mm -hmm. if you kind of peel this back a little bit and look at specific product claims the companies are making, uh, one claim that really resonates with consumers is no artificial colors. That's uh, one that about 44% of U.S. consumers find appealing. But when, when you actually delve into this a little bit more and, and test claims like natural colors or colored with fruits and vegetables, those claims are about half as attractive. So really what consumers are saying is that they tend to prefer the absence of artificial colors more than they prefer the presence of natural colors. And I think that that's kind of a conundrum for food uh, formulators. It's one thing to cast aside artificial colors, but uh, it uh, does not appear from the survey information we're looking at uh, that consumers are clamoring for specific types of natural colors. That's uh, kind of a challenge. Um, kind of another challenge with this is that if you look at uh, what consumers kind of prefer when it comes to ingredients in general, almost two-thirds of uh, U.S. consumers, and this is again according to a 2019 Innova Market Insights survey of American consumers, uh, say that they, uh, they agree or strongly agree they want to avoid products that have ingredients that are hard to understand. So this is kind of a, a, a statement that consumers are making that they want kind of pantry level type ingredients. Mm -hmm. They want uh, companies to use ingredients from uh, food products, uh, vegetables, fruits, whatever that they're familiar with. Uh, so the more chemical sounding name a product ingredient may have, the less likely, likely a consumer is to find that uh, attractive. So, you know, these things are definitely uh, out there and they're influencing uh, innovation in uh, natural colors and flavors. I'm fascinated by the fact that consumers are not uh, not looking for a substitute; rather, they're looking for uh, for it, for it to be completely gone from from the ingredient list. Uh, specifically, that's that's interesting. Consumers are not necessarily totally savvy on how foods are uh, put together, and and they're they're not ingredient experts, so they're looking for clues and cues based on statements that manufacturers make, you know, what kind of ingredients is the manufacturer focusing on, uh, and this explains why a lot of the innovation you see today, especially in natural and organic products, relies on iconic health ingredients to kind of communicate a health message, a uh, message of naturalness about a, a specific ingredient. So um, companies are tending to use the ingredient to kind of do the talking rather than make product claims. And one claim that really has uh, changed in the uh, natural space uh, or, or really uh, has kind of changed in this arena uh, is just the use of the word natural. Uh, that has become problematic. Mm -hmm. It has uh, enriched a lot of trial lawyers who have uh, 
put forth class action lawsuits, uh, taking a product that claims to be natural and uh, scouring the ingredient list for a couple ingredients that don't sound so natural and uh, lodging a class action lawsuit. So we've seen a drop off of natural claims for food and uh, beverage products in the U.S. The percentage claiming to be natural has been cut in half between 2014 and 2018. So that itself is a is a big trend in in uh, in the industry. Do you think that's like an issue that comes down to consumer education? You know, just telling them that there's you know explaining to them that there are some viable natural alternatives to some of these some of these uh, artificial sweeteners, or is it just something that's you kind of have to write it out? I think the problem is that the word natural is unregulated, so it's uh, it's a very vague kind of term that. Uh, um, it, that the companies uh, um, are trying to steer clear of. And instead, what we are seeing that has kind of picked up some of the slack is uh, specific claims like non-GMO. Uh, we've almost a uh, percentage of products, about a fifth of uh, new food and beverage products in the U.S. are making a non-GMO type claim regarding the ingredients. So that's uh, something that can be proven uh, and uh, it uh, can can you know kind of uh, hold muster with consumers, so that seems to be where things are going. And I think that do, that does have an impact on ingredient innovation. Um, just saying your color or your flavor is natural is probably not going to be enough. I think that uh, companies are looking for uh, to offer uh, products that, uh, in total, they can make a kind of a, a blanket statement that uh, it's non-GMO. So I think that that's kind of risen in importance. Uh, and uh, it's a little bit more clear that uh, what the what the product is all about. Incredible, absolutely incredible. <laughs> uh, which uh, kind of segues into this. Well, it doesn't really segue, but kind of plays into this next uh, question here, which is uh, how are global food and beverage companies adopting natural colors and flavors? Well, I think that they're quietly adopting them in many cases, uh, specifically natural colors. Uh, there are not a lot of companies out there, at least in the U.S., that are flashing the fact that they've got natural colors or they're using natural colors in their products. So it's been kind of a behind-the-scenes kind of thing. There are a few exceptions out there. There's uh, there's a, a product called uh, Blue Perfer Chardonnay Wine, uh, mm -hmm. which would probably throw a lot of people off because it's blue. Uh, it's literally deep blue colored, and um, certainly <laughs> when you're thinking of Chardonnay and you're thinking of that uh, kind of amber color or straw color, this uh, is, is something that's uh, radically different. But the color actually comes from grapes, uh, so uh, it's uh, kind of a, a natural kind of thing. Okay. Uh, I think that uh, another way, um, you know, how are they adopting use of these uh, things like natural flavors? Uh, I think uh, another way the companies are doing that is uh, through the use of uh, uh, of some of these ingredients that uh, seem to be trending right now, uh, especially on the botanical front, things like hibiscus, floral flavors seem to be kind of a, a place of innovation now because they allow companies to um, kind of uh, offer product formulations that aren't too sweet and appeal to older consumers especially. Uh, rose, lavender, uh, things like that, even flavors like coffee. Uh, which tends to have more of an adult flavor profile, kind of uh, speak to some of these uh, some of these con consumer concerns. Interesting. It's very interesting. Where do you see natural colors and flavors? What direction do you see them going um, in, into 2020? 
I think you're going to see ingredient companies continue to innovate and uh, come up with uh, um, ingredients that uh, uh, deliver the type of properties the companies want. These would be colors and flavors that uh, uh, may have extended shelf lives. Uh, they may um, be more functional and be able to be used in a wider range of uh, product formulations. I, I think you're going to continue to see uh, that, uh, that kind of uh, innovation happening in the marketplace. Um, yeah, I, I, I think that, uh, you know, there's a lot of room for innovation. Uh, the clean label trend itself is something that uh, continues to kind of uh, uh, go in new and different directions. And I, I think one of the key things we've noticed here at Innova Market Insights is uh, a lot more products uh, using botanical ingredients. So, you know, we think that that's something that's going to resonate. We wouldn't be surprised to see more innovation there. Herbal type flavors, uh, another one that uh, would work well. Mm -hmm. um, part of the reason that we think we're going to see more innovation in these areas are that uh, consumers tend to associate uh, some of these botanical flavors like herbal drinks and herbal flavors are associated with healthiness, uh, as well as uh, floral is associated with freshness. And, and fresh is something that can be kind of tricky to kind of uh, communicate to the consumer but by use of some of these uh, floral flavors, uh, companies are able to do that. That's crazy. Um, so are there any product launches uh, that we should keep a close eye on that play into natural yeah, colors I, and flavors? I, I think that there's uh, there, there's quite a few product launches that uh, in some different areas that might be kind of interesting to watch. Uh, one area in that, that I mentioned earlier that we're seeing quite a bit of innovation in is uh, in the uh, sparkling waters. You're seeing companies use natural flavors. Uh, PepsiCo's got their bubbly product that's relatively new. Uh, there's a lot of activity in that space, especially from private label brands. Um, some other areas there, uh, kind of adult soft drinks uh, in general, uh, and craft beverages, uh, craft uh, soft drinks, that seems to be another area we're seeing quite a bit of innovation. Mm -hmm. One area in particular that we did not see a lot of activity uh, for um, natural colors, in fact, uh, really at the low end, is alcoholic beverages. A very small percentage of alcoholic beverage products uh, are using natural flavors, but there's a possibility that that could change in the future. One brand that uh, is making use of natural flavors is White Claw, and White Claw has kind of become the standard bearer for that uh, hard seltzer market that has been red hot this summer. So there's a possibility that we may see some more innovation uh, innovation there. Looking at uh, beyond products, uh, just some uh, other things to kind of keep an eye on for natural flavors. Hops are kind of something that we are starting to see move outside of uh, beer uh, in, and move into different places. You've got a lot of varietal hops out there, things like Citra hops and Simcoe and, and so on. And you're starting to see those uh, those hops move into categories like tea and so on. So there, there are certainly some opportunities for um, innovation innovation there. I would have never thought that hops would be associated with tea. <laughs> Well, we've even seen hop water, believe it or not. So, oh my God. Uh, well, com consumers, uh, water is uh, refreshing, but it's boring at the same time. And there's a lot of opportunities there for companies to market products that offer a little bit of adventure, excitement, and vacation. And uh, hops are something that 
certainly with the boom in IPAs in the beer market, uh, it's something that uh, has some transferability to other product categories, including water. I was skeptical at first, but after you broke it down like that, it only seems like a natural natural course for water to get a little bit of a, a spritzing, so to so to speak, right? <laughs> sure, uh, why not? <laughs> so how uh, how are consumer preference and perception shaping color and flavor trends, which is kind of what we talked about before? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think that uh, you know consumers tend to read in, especially if you're looking at something like color. Color tends to telegraph flavor, and uh, if a product has bolder colors, uh, it's kind of suggestive the product's going to have bolder flavor. And bold is a flavor, it's kind of winning with consumers. Uh, uh, We have done some research on that here at Innova Market Insights, and uh, looking at uh, marketers using the word bold, uh, that that word alone has grown at about a 20% compound annual growth rate between 2016 and 2018 in the U.S. for food and beverage. Wow. Uh, so flavor profiles are getting bolder, they're getting stronger, uh, and that sets the stage for more robust colors, uh, colors that telegraph a lot of flavor and, and so on. The other uh, factor that's uh, kind of coming into play here, uh, at least with color, uh, is uh, the uh, consumer de- demand for colorful foods and the sharing of photographs of foods on social media platforms like Pinterest, uh, Twitter, Facebook, uh, and so on. Uh, and uh, this is something that's uh, kind of been a uh, kind of on a, a, a low boil for a little bit, and it seems to be or low heat for a little bit. It's kind of simmering, but it seems to have taken off somewhat. And and uh, consumers uh, are looking for products that uh, they can share with their friends and uh, and and as part of this uh, you know sort of like social bonding experiment but uh, that's bullish for foods that uh, are colorful and you know have a little bit uh, of panache behind them um, look looking at some of the flavor trends uh, there certainly is a lot going on in flavor um, we at uh, Innova Market Insights have designated uh, uh, the, kind of a, a flavor trend uh, as far as consumers seeking out a sense of adventure. They're using, they're traveling through the foods that they eat and drink, sort of vicariously, I guess. But um, you're seeing a lot more interest these days in exotic flavors from places like the Middle East and Northern Africa, flavors like harissa, zotter, duca, and so on. Um, are beginning to trend, and and uh, I'm sure that uh, in the near future we'll probably see another brand new set of flavors that will appeal to consumers. And of course, a lot of these flavors are driven uh, by natural ingredients, and those ingredients will, um, you know, kind of help this trend uh, blossom. Incredible. Uh, so we we touched on a lot here but uh is there anything that uh we didn't hit on that you'd like to elaborate on anything going on in the industry right now that you'd like to commentate on or i think the only thing that i might have missed the, is the fact that if you look at you know if you look at the consumer and what's changed just just changed over the past 5 to 10 years let's say um transparency has just become such a huge thing these days consumers really want to know where their ingredients are coming from they, they want to know what's in products. Uh, there has been a big trend toward limited ingredient products. You're seeing more and more companies talk about how few ingredients their products contain. I have seen um, that, yeah. Which is 
kind of a dangerous strategy when you think about it. You got a product that has four ingredients. You know what happens when uh, you uh, have a supply issue with ingredient number one, or <laughs> so. I mean, you have to change your packaging, point. I guess. <laughs> that uh, wouldn't be prudent. But you're seeing more of this, and, and this is going to definitely have an impact on uh, companies that are marketing natural colors and flavors because of this tendency of uh, marketers of uh, natural organic food products and beverages to want to shrink those ingredient lists. So I think that's going to have a big impact on new product innovation going forward. I think you're also going to see probably more happening in some of the uh, kid-oriented areas. One of the uh, top subcategories we found for natural colors, in fact, was gummy candies and, and jelly type candy. So uh, I think that maybe there's something going on there. There's certainly been more organic product introductions in this area. So uh, consumers want products they can consume without guilt. And that's definitely going to be a bullish trend for um, natural colors and uh, natural flavors. You heard it here, folks. Uh, Tom, I want to say thank you for taking the time out of your day here to provide some some unique insights to natural flavors and colors. And, of course, I look forward to, well, if, if anybody else wants to, to hear more about what Tom has to say, please find yourself at Supply Side West on October 17th at the Colors and Flavors Superheroes of Product Success Workshop because Tom is going to be laying it all on the line for us. <laughs> so I want to say thank you, Tom. <laughs> thank you, Connor. I really enjoyed it. For more award-winning podcasts from industry experts, go to insider.com and click in the podcast section. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts or Google Play by searching Healthy Insider Podcast. Hit subscribe to never miss an episode. This edition of the Healthy Insider Podcast is brought to you by Supply Side West, October 15th through the 19th in Las Vegas. Mm -hmm.